Hello and welcome to another episode of the Black Coffee Comics. Okay, yeah, damn. What if what it does for the just because? I we just got finished filming the Good Culture podcast. Yeah, we did. So I'm a little I'm a little discombobulated. My apologies. But yes, welcome back to another episode of the Black Coffee Comics podcast. It is I, your girl, Ty Black and Culture, and with me is my illustrious co-host. Space Lloyd 8, of course, and when we do reviews like this, we talk about everything in general and nothing in particular, as always. Everything from manga to comics to webtoons, graphic novels, you name it. If it is sequential, comic book art stuff, adjacent, whatever, we're going to talk about it. Back to the end. And today's docket, we have a lot of really good comics. Um, we've got Antagonist, we've got Clinic of Horrors, we've got... Cool. We took notes this time, so I'm pretty happy. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got Something is Killing the Children and Everything is Fine. Oh, we got four this time. We have four this time. All it right. is so exciting. Loving it. Uh, yeah, so without further dilly-dally or delay, uh, let's get into these comics. But first, I must ask, how are you doing this evening? You know what? Life is very productive right now. Productive. Like I, I've made it because I had to ease back into you know the the comics and stuff last year and getting comfortable with finding proper and healthy escapes. But this year, I'm kicking that off strong. Oh, Hence yeah. this kind of you know this podcast, this format, and all of that. So I'm chilling. Yeah, chilling like a villain, just like you should. And speaking of villains, see what I did there? Perfect segue to our first comic, The Antagonist, issues one through three by Godhood Comics, created by Tala Martin and illustrated by Matteo Illuminati for issue three, and uh, Giacomo uh, Guida for issue one and two. That's Guida. That's Giacomo Guida. Okay, <laughs> you're so good, but, but, but stop it, stop it, let me be wrong. No, you should always be right. Thank you so much, my translator, for doing English better than me. Anytime, literally anytime. I told you know what, you're making these segues hard. You're making this hard for me to segue properly. I can, I can alter the position for the transition, so go ahead and do your thing. Anywho. Antagonist, again, written by Tella Martin with a couple of different artists depending on the issue. Antagonist, just as a brief overview, basically follows the storyline of two supervillains, Destructus and Ultima, and their rise and fall as superheroes. They start off super strong. They are the supervillains that succeeded. They are the supervillains that, 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 that took over. They won. And then... They became normal people. They blended into society. They became regular people. They became uh, what did what did uh, Ultima become? She was a realtor. She was a top realtor at a firm, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Destructus became a high school principal. And they had kids, three of them, and they're living their lives to the fullest. But what happens when assimilation is no longer possible? What happens? when your past catches up with you that is essentially the story of an antagonist and i freaking loved it it was such a blast to read uh just every moment of this comic is it's it's worth reading i oh absolutely yeah it's i, I enjoyed it I, I you know it's these indie comics that we pull like especially these black indie comics just 
never cease to floor me. They like, do not miss. They do not miss. They full do. clip each and every time. Yeah. And uh, like so specifically with antagonists, one of the best things I love about this, this is unapologetically black. Like this is a black comic. A so, comic for a black people, black. by black people, about black people. Just I really loved it. I really loved it. And it doesn't just bring black characters. It brings black matters, black situations at hand. Like when like without going too much into it, you see for example one of them being treated at work like of course she worked so hard and well obviously I'm talking about uh Ultima but uh but she's treated so so poorly at work well you know they they love what she produces mm -hmm. and then there's a promotion up and she's been working there for a good six or seven years seven years I think no, it was no, more it was like, like 10 years 10. right yeah my bad Just double about. digits so 10 years and the promotion comes up and they give it to the guy that's only been there for about six months and they're like, well, I put it into the, and her supervisor that was supposed to put in a good word and actually right. bad for her. Oh, just I, like, I, yeah, I you know, I, I pitched it to the I board and I did, you know, but I did But she has super job. hearing from people in the, and she hears people in the break room. I heard that he immediately threw away her recommendation, didn't even mention them. She's the one that talked him down. And he's like, you can only be that good because you, you just do well under me. They'll never accept you. So they, in this, in this superhero world, without it being too overbearing, it brings up relatable shit. How many? times have you have you been like look i had to work twice as hard and still hit the ceiling and hope somebody feels generous enough to give me an opportunity i'm overqualified for right so that's Absolutely. faced in there and how she responds is how i would expect her to respond and she's the one with the super strength not the husband yeah she is i love the fact that it tackles a lot of really tough black issues it talks about in the first issue alone like tanya that's the wife who's also ultima she does have the super strength she's got all the superman power she's got the super strength she's got the flight she's got the hearing she's got the heat vision mm -hmm. she's got all of the things that we typically associate with strong male roles but this is the wife she's got it all and she's definitely got a fiery attitude to back it up um now the husband ain't no slouch either though no ain't no slouch but we're let me we're finishing up you with are, Tanya. You are, you are. My bad. Yeah, we don't want to spoil because I, I like Calvin too. But we're just given the docket about Tanya herself, when specifically when she's like finding out about all the board stuff in issue one, I just love how like <laughs> she goes back into Homeboy's office, the, guy, the actual CEO of the entire firm who ran the entire firm, and basically he's like, you know, don't come at me with the Medea stuff. You know, let's not talk. Let's not pull the race card, which is something that I've actually heard in the workplace uh -huh. you know don't pull the race car let's not make it about black people when unfortunately we as black people it is our race when we're especially when it, we're physically black it has to be it's not like oh it, and what annoys me the most is when people can see what you're about to say coming which means that they're cognizant mm -hmm. of what they're doing to you but they feel like if they say it before you then it's a non-issue. Oh, oh! Now you're gonna tell me that you're gonna report me to HR because of racially charged. Oh, now you just saying it before me doesn't doesn't make it any less bad. Nope. So like the fact that she faces that before he's like, what are you gonna do about it? And she actually can do something about it. It's crazy. And then the lying, just go behind her, going behind her, and still lying to her face. Oh, I'm I've got you, girl. I've got you, sis. You know our kids play together. You know my kids goes to your kids school. Like you know if he he throws all these emotions into there while still simultaneously lying to her and that's the most infuriating thing when you find out at the same time she finds out that she was being played like a fiddle 
and I love I'm not gonna spoil it but Tanya she that girl she that girl and I love how I love how unapologetic, unapologetically black she is. Like there's no there's no question about it. Tanya is definitely your mom that's at home, your big sister that's at home. Because when yeah. she comes home, she's got the she. And not only did even after she had a tough day at work, she still comes home and the, and de- deals with the kids. She still comes home and is the mother. But also when she's with her husband Calvin, she something that we don't get to see a lot in media is that she also gets a chance to be a vulnerable black woman. She gets to go home to her husband and Calvin gets to console her throughout her problems and Calvin gets to be there and he's basically like, you know what, baby, I got you. Which brings us into Calvin, the dad who is destructive. He's amazing. Hell yeah. He's amazing. It was the bee's knees. Top top ten top ten anime daddies. I know he's not an anime daddy, but top ten anime daddies of the century. Love him so much. Man, he is so in tune. Like he's the one that's with he has the the telekinetic and tele well, telepathic. Mm-hmm. abilities not telekinetic so um he as a as a principal like he uses that for the people around him like where it's so commonplace for him and his daughter because his daughter goes to the high school he's the principal of mm-hmm. she's like can you can no don't be in my head just talk this time please at right. least let me explain my case or whatever he has a secretary and in her mind is like oh child my feet are hurt he's like you know what <laughs> Uh, just send my daughter in and you know go ahead and take an extra 30 minutes off stay off your feet and like <laughs> he gave her a two hour lunch a two hour I lunch god dang and i wish and dude was intelligent like he <laughs> he um and i and i almost struggle with the idea of them being like the super villains like in in the public perception of i they're super villains but oh, no they're definitely villains they're unquestionably villains no they were fight but who were they fighting they were fighting for somebody or for something though still i'll table it i'll let you finish talking about Calvin. because remember their dialogue between him and and the and the and, blonde hair blue eyes yeah, and dude. the american of uh, the american is actually one of the quote-unquote heroes in this story I think that the one thing I love that the antagonist does is that it doesn't shy away from the fact that they are, the, in fact, the antagonist. They are the hero. I mean, yeah, you can look at yeah. it from the other side of the screen and be like, oh, but really, they're the heroes. No, they still fucked up. They still killed people. They still they still caused mass destruction. They still disturbed the peace. Yeah, no one said that America is great by any means. But w- w- basically, when they were just going about their villainous ways, talking t- basically, we're going to take this country by any means necessary. Necessary, they did that and they killed a whole lot of innocent people in the in the process they took out a lot of innocence in the process and it basically ponders the question to you you know to what length are you willing to destroy to what length will you go in order to bring about this peace and how many people have to end up getting hurt in order for you to bring about that that's all a war is I that's, mean, a, that's a fair question so that's they're villains <laughs> i'm sorry like but the but the I'm, people that the but the people that they that they specifically went for and attacked weren't uh they weren't at least from what the comics showed they weren't going to civilians specifically and trying to kill them they went to get the president that's true and the people that were that ended up dying were people that were in tanks firing at them they had guns aimed at them and shooting at them so the i'm not excusing all of their behavior of course not my question is, what did they find that made them give up when they finally got the power? Parents. I mean, them becoming parents. Tiny got pregnant. I mean, but like they, but even with them having kids, they still ran the world ever so briefly. But they, it wasn't enough to change. 
So you're the, saying the that the kids idea. weren't the only thing. They that... couldn't have been the only thing. I mean, of course, you're like, oh, I have all this power. So they took, they successfully with the American, uh, after their fight with the American, and they they quested for the White House, and they set all these demands with all these different countries. Why was it 20 years later that it still ended up just like the America that we know and settle with, not know and love? I mean, it's not like, I mean, we've never had war on American soil, but I would assume that it's just like, I mean, if you're talking, not the war that we think of when we think of war, not like the no, war that happened yeah. over in, in yeah. Iran and Iraq, not the war that yeah. happened during the Cold War. We've never had quote unquote war on our soil. Yes. Have we had a plethora of atrocities? Is there definitely a crap ton of domestic terrorism? Absolutely. No question about it. But the war that people think of when you say, oh, there's a war brewing. It's not the war that's ever been here in the States, not by any means, not by any standards that we would hold it to. That's true. So, that's true. crap, I don't lost my place in my brain. It Ooh, does, but that, but that comic does bring so many, like, if you wanted to get a glimpse of what could be, like, the stuff that goes on in the back of a black, uh, a black nerd's mind, like, what we could do if we had these powers, like, yeah. it's, it's the Incredibles. It's a lair of the Incredibles. It's, it is, it is, uh, uh an inverted... Yeah. Inverted Instead of, I'm not happy, Bob. It's, okay, don't go all shenanigans on me while I pass <laughs> you up there. <laughs> I'm not happy, Bob. You hey. know what happens when I'm not happy. Yeah. I, I definitely, you know, that's a good analogy. Maybe maybe I was intentional by uh, Tyler. I, I like that. Uh, I think just, well, I didn't even get a chance to talk about the kids. Uh, that's another part of the antagonist that I really just, I liked about the comic itself. The kids are all so great. I have my favorite character, Taj. He is the youngest. I think, how old is he? Like six, maybe 10? I don't know, maybe 10? And he's the genius. He basically picks up the genius trope. He's basically Dexter's laboratory on acid. Guy is super smart. A cute little dog that follows him with all of his experiments. And he's just, he's so smart and intelligent. There's a scene in issue two or three where the sister basically gets grounded because she's over there. I think she was either fighting or skipping class or whatever the case was. Mm -hmm. So the parents ground her, they take away her phone. So basically she has this little rack with all of her other siblings. She has an older brother named Trey and the younger brother Taj. So as Aaliyah, the sister is going through basically trying to figure out her little arrangements with her brothers. Taj, she's like, well, why you, he came up with the ice cream syrup. In order that would uh, eliminate all like the the negatives of like processed sugars and things like that, basically eliminating, in his words, diab uh, obesity. And he's like, and she's like, well, can't you just cure cancer? He was like, you can't understand the economic collapse that would occur if we cure cancer. And besides, I cured cancer when I was four, and I was just like, oh. Wait, what? <laughs> no, what? <laughs> you just you just out here curing cancer, kid? Yeah. Just out here carrying cancer. Yeah, Taj is my favorite character. I could gush about the kid the whole time. Uh, the other brothers are cool too. I mean, the other brother is cool too. Trey is. We don't really get to see too much of Trey though. We don't. We don't get to see too much of him. Aaliyah is fun though. She's spunky. Uh, she phases through walls. That's her ability. Uh, well, she she's get. What's the X Men character that can phase in stuff? Uh, Kitty. I Kitty? know that her name is Kitty. Uh. uh forgot what her X-Men name is, but... Uh, Kitty Pride, I think? Yeah, Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride? Yeah? Can't remember what her actual 
thing? No, I, I, I'll have to Google it. I'll have to Google it. Anywho, X-Men cat girl face through walls. That's all you need to know. We know what it is. Anywho, <laughs> um, she has basically her abilities. She can face herself through walls. We haven't seen too much of... Honestly, we didn't get a chance to see too much of the kids. The first three episodes were basically building on the parents and their backstory. Um, we got to see a little bit of their powers. But everything is just kind of like... These first three issues of antagonists is the building blocks of what will end up being uh, issues four, five, and six that I think are currently on Kickstarter or were kickstarted at some point. I can't remember right now, but basically those those books are on their way now. So if you are interested in any capacity of reading The Antagonist for yourself, you absolutely should go to godhoodcomics.com grab some comics for yourself uh they're actually pretty uh, affordable by the way they're like seven bucks a comic yeah I it's think. not bad not bad for an indie comic i and they're also they're very well done the paper is really nice i think the print overall is amazing the i didn't even talk about the art the art is really clean i love the art like i said this is an unapologetically black comic and you should absolutely read it even if you're you're not in it for like you're not maybe you're not as interested in the black aspect which if you're not um red flag but <laughs> if that's not why you're there you're just like i just want a really cool comic just regardless if it has black people in it or not i highly recommend uh antagonist uh so yeah anything else you want to say about antagonist before we move on the rest of it, you, I, I wouldn't want to take away from the experience of people discovering it, you know? Because I, I love... The, the the cool thing about the, the, the comics or anime or anything else that we bring up, especially when it's black, is that it's, it's so good as a standalone that it doesn't take away from the story. Mm. It's just nice to see this insert of, what about this part of representation? You just got to go outside of Marvel and DC for it. There's no over, okay, we got to make up for something you might have found in the 70s or 80s. It's just, it's a dope thing that everybody can enjoy. And it's and they're great stories overall. We, we're not even giving participation trophies for comics. Like, oh no, we got to give it a four out of five or a five out of five. No, because I will, I will tear all the good ones apart and the bad ones even worse. And you'll hear it. Absolutely. But these ones are pretty solid so far. Oh, yeah. This one's definitely espresso. Though. Oh, yeah. That's Absolutely espresso. an espresso book. Top tier. Definitely 10 out of 10 cups. Um, would would definitely drink again. Uh, and next comic on our docket here. Like I said, we took notes. We are prepared today. Yeah, we did. Uh, we're going to do Clinic of Horrors. Ooh. Ooh. Clinic of Horrors. Created by Mary Rother Ray and art by Pokuri Mio. It is a webtoon and it's a lot of fun. It is. It is. It's a, a super fun one. Fun. I love uh, Clinic of Horrors. I want to say Little Clinic of Horrors because I think it's like a playoff of a Little Shop of Horrors, but it's it's so fun. Uh, I just got to take a moment to talk about the art for Clinic of Horrors. It's so cute. It's like super bubbly and pink and pastel and super anime. Like if you definitely have watched any weird wonky anime, it definitely gives you those vibes. I love it. Little, uh, little. I'm calling it Little Clinic of Horrors. I don't care. Little Clinic of Horrors is great. That's fine. I'm sure they won't. I'm sure they won't be mad or judge, even though I am. That's ah, what's up. Well, glad I'm not asking you for your opinion. 
That's too bad. I'm going to give it anyway. Okay, well, give your opinion anyway. You've been kind of quiet anyway. I was letting you have your little space, you know what I mean? You you over here give me your general overview, so I didn't want to overlap. I appreciate it, I But I will agree with you, though. It's a a refreshing anime. Even though it pulls pulls into a lot of dark dark elements, and it's very introspective, but it's not like we're going to talk deeply about... The, the the colors are light the color palette is kind of all over the place so you still see like bright colors like like neon blue and pink as you see them uh, battling ungodly things oh yeah uh, and this and then they always come back to uh, this this dead face nurse assistant <laughs> and this and this doctor that just can't stop smiling in in pink crocs but then you see in an issue like that another side of him. Oh Where, yeah! Like before the whole over smiling and extra thumbs up and high five and type, so um, yeah. they definitely have layers to them, and their their backstories are kind of woven in there a little bit. You get little glimpses, but all the while they're just saving the day from regular people, saving them from themselves because it's it's a dystopia, yeah. but like they're their home is like the their their uh, the clinic's office is kind of the home base. Yeah, so general overview. Um, little Clinic of Horrors basically follows a small little clinic um, ran by a nurse that wears a pastel pink nurse's outfit with mm-hmm. bright pastel pink hair and a doctor. Well, her name is Bianca. The doctor named Dr. Albright. He's got these big, goofy, swirly glasses, big g- grin, dirty, just ruffled hair, and wears like a cheesy polo with a wacky tie and an overcoat. And basically the two of them take on the weirdest anomalies in this regular town. However, this town is, this town is, this definitely a dystopia. It doesn't look like a dystopia because of the pink colors, but uh, it's absolutely a dystopia. Um, and that's pretty much all you need to know. It's definitely written anthology style, so like you can pop in and out as needed. You don't like have to read every episode, but just like John, uh, Lloyd was saying, there are some episodes that do talk about their backstory, like maybe one or two issues here and there, kind of just sprinkled throughout to give you a little bit more insight. Um, yeah, Little Clinic of Horrors is great. Also, Little Clinic of Horrors is by far one of the best comics I've ever seen tackle so many different topics while completely like it it just it's I'm just gonna read off a list of things I did when I did my reread of this comic that it tackles <coughs> bailiff read the bill oh thank you bailiff I, I, know that I was talking to myself gosh oh anywho <laughs> This comic addresses <laughs> capital, uh, capitalism, medical, the medical industry, and the capitalism within the medical industry, government, uh, the government abusing its citizens, trauma, black markets, drug use, uh, perversion and corruption of government, uh, and its official social, uh, the social mentality and the influence of media, mental health, overwork, hustle culture, brainwashing, human experimentation, poverty, class, and wealth inequality and so so much more i really i think i i'm still missing stuff like mm-hmm. i'm not even joking it really does touch on all of those things and in a cutesy way too like it just it's so it's so well written like it's, it's just it's super well executed oh so well executed yes oh, man. it's just my brain just starts to like kind of hyper hyper go over stuff because it's just it's that good um 
that's all I have for right now. Like my brain is like kind of buzzing. There's so much to talk about. I took I took a quick break from it, and by the time I came back, they officially became a webtoons original because it used to just be a, a standalone independent comic. But it's so good and it's simple. Uh, that webtoons was like, yeah, we'll, we'll officially back this and make this a thing. Mm. Um, but each of the episodes them, or issues, I'll say, each of the issues are super, super short. They maybe only have about 10 panels, but they get a lot done in those 10 or 12 panels. Um, and, and then at the end, they always show like fan art from their, from their fans. Oh yeah. Uh, super, super cute stuff. Now, Bianca, who's the nurse, is the one that usually gets the most love with the with their fan art so you know with because her trademark is like the pink and blue um like bandages that kind of look like pills or her barrettes or whatever um but at the albright clinic you see like glimpses of how you would tackle those big um those big issues because the people that end up affected by uh there's there's like this one facility where they they just keep releasing your endorphins into you but like people end up it's crazy there's so much there's so much in there you just got to see it for yourself yeah i'm i don't think that we should spoil anything however i will say if you are someone who is looking to read uh clinic of horrors on webtoon from the last time i tried to reread it it wouldn't let me read it on my webtoon app i'm not sure what's going on with that but um webtoon if you're listening get on that you need to fix that i don't know what that was um, it's not giving. Uh, <laughs> however, if you do go on Webtoon, the the web browser, like if you go through Webtoon on your web browser, you can read Clinic of Horrors. I'm not sure if they're planning on releasing any more right now. It's it's kind of like at a pause. I'm not sure when they're coming back. But there definitely is enough there on Webtoon to binge. It's definitely worth binging. I recommend it to anybody. It's layered enough that if you're someone who's like, I'm looking for a light read. You can just read it and get a light read. But if you're someone who likes to theorize and and go over the tiny details, there's enough to keep your theorist brain uh, theorizing. So yeah, keep the wheels spinning up down. And as we finish up with Clinic of Horrors, we move into something is killing the children. Uh, so, uh, I love that series by James Tinian. Uh, the fourth, I, I think I've got it, James Tinian, okay, the fourth, all right, all right. and uh, Werther Del Adrea. I'm not gonna correct you on that one. You good? Don't, don't. Yeah, that's your job. I, it is my job. It's your job to correct me. Nah, nah, I'm it, a, is I'm Del Adrea. it is Del Adrea. It's Werther Del Adrea. It's E D R. Why did your voice act like I'm arguing? I because said okay. I feel like you're I not. I said a... okay. Okay, if if someone just gets back to them and they're just like, that's not how you say my name. I'm then that means like, that they paid attention to our podcast. We could ask them if they're going to support us next time. Bam. You're welcome. Shut up. Anywho, uh, yeah, something is killing the children. Is it's a good comic. Ah. It's a good comic. It's great. It's it's a it's. One You've of the only best. read the first volume. I have only read the first volume. Uh, I'm, I'll 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 say this before I give my more. Oh crap! We didn't give a a, a, a rating for Clinic of Horrors. Uh, blonde roast. It's a blonde roast. It's a blonde roast. I like. Blonde. I say that because it's super. It's. It's only under because blonde roast is like the second highest, right? Because dark roast, where it has no caffeine, so it doesn't energize you enough to come back. We already have some on that roster, respectfully. Medium roast is like okay, you know, it's not it's not 
too bad, but there are things that obviously could be there to really pick it up and step up a notch. Blonde Roast, because I'm from, I, I used to work at Starbucks, so that's how I just put it in my head. Uh, Blonde Roast, like, yo, this is a pretty solid one, you know? Not one that, that did too much outside of the norm, um, but it's, it's a great read. You definitely want to go back. But Espresso meets expectations that you didn't even know you had. Exceeds you know them. I mean? And exceeds them. I so, still I mean, give for, it a cup rating though. Like, yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it, it's gives me, it gives me 8 out of 10 cups. Yeah. If you, if have, you, a, if you have a blonde roast, you can have a blonde roast while you read that and be just fine. You have a pretty energetic day. Yeah. It's something easy to go to, but I wouldn't expect it. it it'd be a, a comic that I don't think would make like a 30 panel issue. I think I would get overwhelmed by the, by the artsy side of it and tackling head on like the tough topics. I like that it's bite sized, so it's a light read. Like a bar, uh, you, you're drinking it to go. You know, I think it'd be a good little, uh, like little novel all together. Yeah, like, as an anthology. Yeah, put it all at man. once. Yeah, see if they see if they could stretch that. But uh, it's one that it the way that it has it right now, where it's just small, couple panels here. Here's the issue. It does it. Yeah, long rest it is. Yeah, something is killing the children though. That's an espresso. I'm telling you right now. It's an espresso. It is. Um, That's espresso as you. General overview. Something is killing the children is about something that is killing the children. <gasps> oh. oh my god. Who could have figured that out? Stop it's, about, it's about something that is killing the children. Uh, no, but for real. Something is killing the children follows a series of interesting and interesting situations in which a child sees something that they think is real. Maybe not real. We don't know. And subsequently, after that child sees this thing, everyone around the child begins to die, specifically children. Um, and then, as more and more children go missing and more and more children are found up dead in the worst way possible, I'm talking about missing arms, missing legs, missing, you know, entrails in, in, in the trees. It's crazy. As more and more children be, they find mutilated, lying all over this small little town in the middle of nowhere, a, a mysterious blonde woman figure comes into the picture. Could she be the savior or could she be a part of something more nefarious? Uh, and that is basically the overview of Something is Killing the Children. That's a, that's a, that's a sizable intro. Uh, it's... There's so many layers to it. There is so many layers. That's why I'm trying to keep it light. You know, I got into it. You know, I got into it because I didn't. I wasn't aware of something is killing the children. Like I go into, I go into Coliseum, uh, the comic book. Shout out Coliseum, a comic sponsor. Shout out Coliseum Comics. You know me already. I already have like four different gift cards that are at ten, so I can get ten bucks off the next time I visit. Anyway, every time I go in, I see the. You know, I've seen something is killing the children, like volume one or two, but. I saw a really dope first issue of House of Slaughter, which is a prequel. And uh, after reading that one issue, I was like, this is gonna be a prequel. I gotta see where it actually starts, where it picks up. So I picked up the first volume, couldn't put it down. So I have volumes two and three. And, uh, and I think that's where it stops for now because it will be coming back in March. And one thing that stuck with me is even though, even though that it has like this one protagonist kind of predictable um at first you know this edgy protagonist don't talk to me i'm just here for business but i'm not even here for the business people that run the business you know that bit doesn't take away from the story at all and the and the and the and the gore is not too overdone where it's just there is no story it's just about slashing uh, it, it, it exists in a very fair balance 
the dialogue is believable. Like the kids sound like kids. Yeah. Um, cause you you'll see in some comics, especially ones that we may give like a medium or dark roast to, you'll have a kid talking like an adult. Mm-hmm. Or, or it's like, <laughs> watch have out. a kid talking like like a, like an AI. Yeah, typed out for just a robotic. Kid. You just need to say this. Don't to talk set up the... about my dad. <laughs> yeah. Or 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 other non-important characters that only say what the protagonist needs. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So instead of like whenever she when she went into the cave and she actually found whatever, instead of saying, "They're right over there, Mister." By the way, thanks for saving me. Like that super de- like that default unnecessary cookie cutter stuff. Everybody has a personality in there. The trauma develops on unnecessary characters. So it actually builds that world. Mm-hmm. And the and the kids that are well, children and adults. Cause the yeah. cause the adults could get touched too. Oh yeah. Um everybody, everybody that's can get it. Missing jaws, rib cages torn out and, and used on another person and the, the guy <laughs> missing his hand. Can't Listen. even give a high five anymore, goddamn. <laughs> Listen. He said hi oh. Oh wow. Gone. It was it was I honestly as someone who loves slasher gore, Greg Nicotero level of just Cut them up, slash them up, dice them up. Violence I, for violence. Violence for violence' sake. Part of a don't practice. don't quote me on this anyway. Uh, as someone who really enjoys like gore slasher material, I think that something killing the children really uh really stuck with me. One of my favorite things about The Walking Dead when it was like doing well in my eyes is that it didn't stray away from depicting children in messed up situations. I know that sounds bad, but let me try to save it, even though I'm not gonna save myself. Um, something in the killing the children. Them children is dead dead. Them oh, yeah. children is not waking up. It's not pretty. It's not cute. At these all. these kids, whole homeboy was missing his mandible, his whole lower jaw. No arms. Just- and, and the thing is, it, it it talks about like one one of the underlying themes, which kind of ties into that, which is why I interrupted, is uh your fear is real. Yeah. Fear is real. So fear, you're like, oh no, those are just, mo- the, those are the monsters in your mind. See, they don't, and like your fear materializes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's like, if you if you if you are afraid of, you have a reason to be afraid of the dark if you're afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. And like that, that one simple mantra just permeates this entire world where this one, this one city isn't even the only city that feels it or oh, experiences right. it. But don't give it away. Don't give it away. Don't like away. it's don't a, too much. it's it's too it's too real, and that's it's, why I like it. I like it. It's too real. My only critique for this book, and again, I still write it in espresso, but my only critique is that. Uh, I felt like, and this is coming from someone who before something is killing the children, I actually sat down to read it. Everybody in the mama in the comics, in the comic community was talking about something is killing the children. It literally constantly came up in conversation. Have you read something is killing the children? It's such a good book. And rightfully so, by the way, like it is in fact that good. I would highly suggest you to read it. Um, But it just, for me as a first time reader of the comic, I do think it did unfortunately a to its predictability i think now i will say giving its kudos where kudos do the beginning of the book that whole first maybe 10 pages immaculately done i was floored it felt like i was watching animation um well i was reading animation i should say it was very it was wonderful i love the way that the the characters are drawn and the environment is drawn different than the monster in the story is drawn 
loved how that worked. I loved everything about it. I just thought it was a, a touch too predictable. There were some moments that caught me off guard, but the overall premise of the story, like the overall flow of everything that was happening, felt like, okay, I've kind of seen this before. However, it does do a good job of taking some predictability and doing a good job of flowing it into its own way. It doesn't feel so predictable as like, ah, I've seen this before. It's predictable in the sense of, I can kind of see where this is going. It made sense of where this was going. So when things happen, some things just didn't catch me by surprise. Doesn't mean the comic wasn't good. And again, it was probably because everybody named Mama hyped up this book, again, as they should. But it just felt a little predictable. However, I have not read volume two and three so it is oh, what they get so much so what i will do is i might come back we might come back on the podcast and talk about issues two and three and see if my thought process changed but uh yeah uh something called the children is amazing and you should absolutely read it um it's it's a boom comics uh published uh release well, I, I don't know what i'm trying to say but it was published by boom comics so you can go on boom comics uh or boom publishing i forgot how they pronounce their thing you can go there and get the comic or your local bookshop who should absolutely have a copy so yeah that was what, anything else you want to tap on to that you will not be disappointed by that it's it's a, it's a good one if you wanted to pick up it's so popular that it's hard to find those volumes it is hard to find it is i had to i had to subscribe to my comic book store so they could call me and let them and let me know that they had an issue saved for me and then i only had two days to get it and i was like bet just just let me know because it's 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 super solid oh, so yeah. uh, uh oh not me Go ahead and interrupt in the audio, goddamn! Leave but no, everybody else speaking. Leave me alone! It was I was just trying to turn down my phone volume. No, gosh, you trying to be professional. Anywho, that's it's like <laughs> since we're talking about stuff that appeals to my childhood, I'm sorry. It's always because you're on that doggone phone. Ma, I broke my leg. You would have been fine if you weren't looking at your phone all the time playing a video game. Sorry. I just had to decompress. Oh, no, it's fine. You know, that's why that's why the electric bill's so high. God dang. <laughs> <laughs> got nothing to do with Because you keep running. You either stay in or you out. You running out. in and out of my house. Make it be mine. Uh, and finally, the last comic we're going to talk about is Everything is Fine. Written and illustrated by Mike Birchall. It is a webtoon comic, and it is some good. It's, it's good. It's good. It's, it's good. It's good, good. Like, if you're someone who likes horror, but, like, not explicit, like, oh my gosh, every, not, not explicit, something explicit, like, everything is killing the children. Not even, not punny and funny, where it's, like, Clinic of Horrors, where it's kind of, like, it's horror elements. Like a genuine, eerie, unnerving, uncomfortable horror, psychological horror, dystopian horror. You're going to love Everything is Fine. Oh, Ugh, man. Everything is fine. I just <laughs> read it today. I read all of it, all 29 gradually depressing issues. I told uh, you to read it multiple times and yeah. you're just like i'm gonna get to it yeah i, I know i'm good with giving comic recommendations but then you're like oh check this one now and i was like yeah okay i'll put it on the list but then you actually sat me down and read it and i'm glad i did i'm glad i did My we, recommendation we both collectively bad. have a long list of comics that's true and anime to to talk about and debate on and review uh 
but this one here i initially i i initially did have like a like a surface level complaint before we even read like i, I saw the first panel and i judged way too early because 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 she didn't prep me i did she, it. she did not I prep did. me so i look at it and if you if you go on the webtoons app a lot of the a lot of the uh uh series that i've checked out and followed on there they all I'm, I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of reading a comic and I see that the comic has a lot of computer animation on it like the the buildings you they, don't like things that look like oh they just took the the, the pen and yeah. they just hit duplicate like if they're you. in a room don't just you know don't just people need to say draw a uniform drawing, computer sir. line a room like I want to see some of those imperfect strokes you're like oh this is an actual world you built I kind of I, I like I like the extra artist touch oh no so, I get it you, you know like they it. may have great drawn out characters and the and the poses and all that that's fine I, I just get a little bit more apprehensive when the room like the living room doesn't have as much of a touch as the people like you see the base drawn for the people but you just did a couple rectangles on the computer program the whole the whole the, i will say this when i was going to start everything is fine i didn't i didn't think i wanted to read it because the caption was poor but the characters and i i, I love cutie aesthetic like kawaii mm. cute pink pastel anything like that it's got my name all over it mm -hmm. so it just didn't seem right that these two cute little cat characters like people bodies but cat faces oh no they're in trouble <laughs> and the thing was horror however it had three point whatever million likes on the webtoon yeah and yeah. i was just like anything that's got that many likes on webtoon is got to be worth it and it's been featured on webtoon in like their little featured swipe tab mm -hmm. more than once so i was just like this must be worth something. So before I even read it, I scrolled down to the very bottom of the first comic without reading it, and I read the I read like the uh, the reviews, like people commenting on it, which saved me a lot of time mm. on a lot of webtoon reading. And they were like, "This is amazing! I love how eerie this is! I can't wait to see what's coming next." And I was just like, hmm. "So I skipped to the next one, scrolled to the bottom." They're like, "I love where this is going." I was like, "Okay, I'll read it." And I'm not gonna lie, the beginning's a little dry, but the beginning is eerie. The beginning is eerie and so i get it i understand why you're apprehensive to read it but that's why i told you to read it without but I, i'm glad i didn't prep you because it made the it made everything else so much better oh my gosh i was so unprepared and uh and I'm, i was kind of glad that i was because I, I had to put those initial just surface level answers to the side but you get over that after after the first issue it leaves just that one question like Boop. What the? Right. Did Made she you double take? You did. Made you double take, huh? This was boring. Wait, that ain't boring. What is that? You know. Right. Overview though. Before I get to, before we get too far into like reviewing the comic, um, everything is fine. Follows a society of cat-faced people who live for the most part pretty happy lives. They, but it's very, it gives very like. 1950s kind of mm -hmm. lives however they have a lot of modern technologies like updated showers and they have electric alarm clocks and nothing like that but it just gives you it's like the perfect melding between like modern appliance but 1950s aesthetics and everybody is super hello neighbor how are you well i'm having a dandy do all day it gives yeah. it's it's too yeah. clean 
And then as you progress through the comic, you realize that society and the way these people operate and the people themselves, the main characters, Bob and Maggie, are not what they initially seem. Yeah. That's a, that's the best overview I can say without spoil. I feel like if I tell you anything else other than that, it's, I'm, I'm going to spoil it. So if you don't want to hear the rest of this review, you should skip it and finish the podcast. But it's good. But then come back so we can get twice the views. Yes, please do. do <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, I endorse that. Please, yes. Double double tap and then double tap again and then make your friends and your mom double tap. And Not if you that. don't do that, your knee's going to pop for the next two days. Oh, wow. Okay, aggressive. But I second it. Knee popping president. Yeah. Cool. That's not everything is fine though. <laughs> the knees won't be. You don't come back. You come back. <laughs> everything is fine. Um, again, it's super eerie and I love it. I like the fact that the art is super clean. I think that helped to sell the horror. This that I was gonna say, I was gonna circle back to that. The it played into their favorite. Because there are like I was saying, there are a lot of webtoons that already have it. Where like they put so much into this and maybe the writing, but I'm gonna put them in a room. Let's just generate a room. But this one here, it fit. Mm-hmm. It made sense. Even that little detail worked for the story. And there's no laziness in the writing. Oh no. It it it's it's layered. So layered. It is layered. It even even some questions. There are some questions that like they they bug you enough where you're like okay let me just take a break from the issue but i gotta find out only a break because i gotta find out like i had questions of like what's really what's what is that he was reading right what? on my couch and he's just like i was i was hypothesizing the whole time i was like oh i'm just gonna talk it out but don't tell me but i'm gonna talk it out what i think this is that can't be it are they even they, they can't be alive what what if this means what and if they are this? What if they're that? And I'm just like, gotta keep reading. Gotta it's keep a it's reading. a good issue if the wheels are spinning and you 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 can't you hope that you're wrong, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you you're in the middle of like creating what ifs and possible fan fiction while you're still reading the story itself. Oh yeah, and I love how subtle it is. Like yeah. everything is super subtle. Everything, but then when it gets real, when everything is fine gets real. When it gets when the climax is climaxing. God. It is. It, it's. It's very. Climaxing like a honeymoon. Oh. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's a good. That's a good analogy. Caught me off guard there, but boom. Touché. You were overdue. Oh goodness. Anywho, good stuff. Um, Anytime. If I could talk about anything with everything is fine, I think my favorite touch for everything is fine is it's it's attention to hyper detail. Like not just small detail, but like hyper, it hyper small details. Like it gets almost SpongeBob hyper realistic sometimes from the way that these people chew. Sometimes it's their eye. Sometimes it's when the horror starts to get a little too intense. Mm-hmm. I love it when it gets hyper realistic. I love when things get super tense and everything is fine. The writer. Uh, Mike does such a good job of get, allowing the the everything to build up, build up and get super intense, and that intensity. And then when the when the intensity pops, and either it just falls flat or not falls flat in a bad way, but like it doesn't engage you anymore, and you're like now it wants you to f- focus on something else, or it pops and now it's the climax. It just so good. I just there's not really a good way to explain everything is fine other than you should just read everything is fine because it's super freaking bingeable. Absolutely. It's it's you can binge it in a day. You can read it in a day. It's worth it. 
I endorse it. Yeah. Yeah, it's solid. It's definitely it's definitely a yay comic. It's a yay comic. It's a ah, uh, it's one of the simpler comics, but it's an espresso. I'm comfortable giving it an espresso. It's a it's a very simple espresso. It does exactly as much as it needs to for the core elements, and then builds upon it. And you go along for the ride, and you can't put it down until it's done. Oh, you can't. It is it is that good. Um, I would say with everything is fine. Set your expectations. Set your expectations moderately. Try not to go in reading. Try not to go into this expecting this grandiose thing because. That, I feel, may let you down. Um, it's not that the comic will let you down, but just don't set your expectations super high. Allow yourself to enjoy the read. Allow yourself to just let yourself float. Don't set any expectations about the art or the where the story is headed. Just let yourself experience and enjoy wherever you go. And I think that's the best way to read this comic. Yeah. Anything else? Mm -hmm. You pretty much said it. Hit a nail on the head. So we, we actually had a good crop uh we had a good a good set of choices for uh for these recommendations they all come pretty highly recommended this time yeah i think the only one that was mid mid it wasn't even mid it was just clinic of horrors we just rated it a blonde all of these are good i suggest you oh yeah everything is fine as a webtoon you can read it on webtoons this one doesn't have any problems actually the whole first season of everything is fine is completely done so you can read it. It even has like a little mini issue and there's a Q&A from the uh, artist. So it gives you a chance to kind of ask, see if your questions get asked, see if some of your ideas uh, and theories maybe potentially get um, alluded to, who knows. Um, but definitely March Birchall does an amazing job with Everything is Fine. And just running through our docket again so you know exactly what we went through. It was Antagonist Issues 1 through 3 by Tyler Martin. You can get your comics at godhoodcomics.com, going to their shop. Clinic of Horrors you can read on the web browser version of Webtoons. Uh, Something is Killing the Children, you can read it online at Boom Comics, or you should go online and get a copy, or you can go to your local comic book shop. It's a very popular book. You can find it pretty easily. And Everything is Fine is a Webtoon uh, comic as well. Just go on Webtoons, and it should work fine on the app. Uh, but yeah, that's everything of everything. Yeah. 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 Well, since we have nothing else to say, I guess we'll just end it out here. The glorious conclusion. Yeah, so if you want to find us on social webs, because we talk about comics on this podcast, where can we find you, good sir? You most definitely can find me uh, at SpaceLloyd8 for Twitch, where I usually would definitely be streaming. Uh, Twitter. And Instagram as well. It's all the same. Space and then L L O Y D, the number eight. There's only one. It's just my favorite number and all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on YouTube, uh, Space Case Gaming. Same thing for um, Facebook as well. So you can catch me in a couple different places. And my WordPress, because I also will be doing some writing there as well. Um, that's the Altaius Voyage. So A L T I U S voyage.wordpress.com or you can just go to his website that is there oh yeah that's right yeah. i have one of those things i mean it's like a it's a card but it's like it's it's pretty fancy if i don't say so myself yeah like where where, where can we find you on your little your little web thingy 
Uh, Spacelet8.card.co. You are such a liar. That is not it at all. Well, then tell me that. I, I don't know either. I just know it's not that. Oh, my gosh. All it's right, it's like know. Space Case Gaming, I think. Or Space I'm gonna tell you right now. Gaming. I'm going to tell you right now. Tell me. I got you. Do your thing. The thing that I'm about to say right now is okay, the answer to the we'll previous question. It. Give me a moment. Okay, well, while you figure that out, I'm going to tell everybody about myself because I'm a narcissist. Um, you can... <laughs> it is. It is actually spaceloidgaming.card c-a-r-r-d dot co so, see I told you I was some kind exactly of I said it was spaceloid gaming oh, but yeah. you can find me uh, on my website at blackandculture.card c-a-r-r-d dot com I'm sorry dot co c-o or if you want to be doing it the old-fashioned way, you can find me on Instagram, Black and Culture Official. You can find me on Twitter, Black and Culture One. You can find me on TikTok, Black and Culture. You can find me on YouTube, Black and Culture. Also, follow me on Twitter because I find myself to be pretty funny on Twitter. Uh, did someone say something? Hmm? Anywho, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. This has been another Black Coffee Comics podcast. Thank you so much for listening or watching, no matter where you are. If you're watching this on Spotify, listening to this on Spotify, thank you so much. Watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Bye. Later. <laughs>